Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Running on Scuffs. I'm your host, Justin Seeger, and uh, I'm joined today by uh, the number four finished fourth. That's uh, that's who I'm joined by today, Mr. Mike Daphner, our purveyor of Daph's Nats, uh, Daph Stats. Gosh, I already can't talk. Uh, how are you doing tonight, sir? Today. That's what it is. I am excited, and we'll. And if you don't already know why, if you can't tell, um, we'll get to it a little bit later. But how are you Not, doing tonight, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. But if they don't already know, they they don't deserve to at that point. Like, I mean, that's fairly obvious. Look, we might have new viewers to the uh, to the show that might have just tuned in in the last two or three seconds because I mean. That's probably about as long as it takes to read my shirt and my hat. So, but anyway, how are uh, you tonight? I am wonderful, except for once again, the Mississippi Heat has decided to to rear its ugly head, and I'm going to move my camera up just a little bit so my hat's not completely out of frame. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's a good show. Um, it's kind of lonely here with just the two of us. Um, and uh, but I think I might have uh, called in some backup for us. It might show up a little bit later on that. So, um, Mike, it was I know you I don't think you were able to see all of the racing because you had to work today, but it was a, a Monday race due yeah. to rain. Uh, what what was your thoughts overall before we get into the in-depth detail? What were your thoughts on the, on the racing this weekend? I mean, when when you got one card that's as dominant as your boy uh, Truex was, it's just kind of it's kind of hard to say much else. I mean, I know I I was watching part of the race. I look at the leaderboard. Harvick's in sixteenth. I had to step away for a little bit to go take care of something. I come back and he's and he was in I think either third, fourth, or fifth at the time. And I'm like, how would he get there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he kind of snuck up in there. That was uh, a good finish, uh, good finish for him there. Um, There's a few good finishes we're going to be talking about, and a few not so great finishes, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, is that anything we're? Uh, is that anything we're completely surprised about at this? It's at this almost point in time? worth talking about at this point, just how comically bad he has been in that car this year. You know, he's, you know, oddly enough, though, I think he's actually still done better than Ty Dillon did in the car. Like, well, I know that's not setting the bar extremely high, but that's limbo I mean, dancing with the devil bar low. Okay. Like, I mean, like, what's the, I mean, what are we putting, like, what value are we giving a legacy motor club car? Because I know that a lot of people are saying, no, Gregson, you know, he's a rookie. Uh, you know, he's expected to make certain mistakes like this, but he's a, yeah, he's a rookie, but I mean, you look at Ty Gibbs, who's also a rookie and he's, you know, borderline, you know, close to making the playoffs. But I also know that there's a much, much larger difference as far as equipment goes, uh, as well. Ty Gibbs is probably the, probably the fourth JGR guy, but I'd take that any day over the second legacy motor club. Yeah, see, um, equipment only gets you so far. It, it'll it'll do you wonders, but I mean, realistically speaking, you put Noah Gregson in that car, and I think think maybe he gets a top twenty if we're lucky. I just don't think he has the talent for a cup car. It's definitely a different story than we were talking about last year. I mean, we're talking about Noah Gregson last year. This is the same guy we were talking about was the championship favorite in the Xfinity series. Absolutely. Uh, I want to get to a couple of our comments. Mama Seeger, Truex dominated. He did. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I mean, there's, there's not much more to talk about than that. Um, our good friend Dan Foster is tuning in uh, from from afar uh, if you didn't uh, see our posts on social media earlier this week, uh, we wish him a happy birthday. Uh, and he has decided to skip out on us uh, simply for the fact that uh, simply for the fact that 
nothing better than wine and NASCAR. You know, I was saying the same thing after Sonoma because mm-hmm. got a win there uh, as well. Uh, well, Mike, uh, I have to tell you, uh, we're not totally alone tonight. And, uh, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. As oh. you know. um, and uh, I called this in. A is, little, this is a thing. I know. I called in a little bit of last minute help here uh, just because I know you've got some storms in the area. Your Internet might be a little a little spotty. Uh, oh, that's fine. I'm worried if if all of a sudden I am just shrouded in darkness, you know the power went out. I've got a battery <laughs> back up for my internet and computer, but not for the lights. So. Uh, well, I mean, I guess if you just want to be a like a floating, like or not even floating, because you nobody would even see you really. But you'd see I, my face off. Yeah, just, just see that. I guess you just want to be a floating face. You could, but nonetheless, uh, we gotta we gotta tone back. Our uh, our legacy motor club trash talk, unfortunately, because no, we don't. Uh, well, you we say, okay, you're right, we don't, but we're you gonna say have a tone back. I hear ramp up. That's how I am. Well, we're gonna. It's gonna be an interesting show tonight because returning for an episode of Running on Scuffs, we have a former scuff friend of ours, uh, a member of the Racing Refresh crew, now uh, former and present, uh, Mr. Loganity. Uh, he's How gonna... are you doing, boys? Oh, this is this is familiar confines. <laughs> How are we doing? We're uh, we're doing pretty good tonight. Uh, it's good to see you, my old friend. At least in this fashion. I know we'll be hitting up the PlayStation Sticks a little bit later on tonight, but uh, oh, yeah. but uh, it's been a while since we've seen you in this in this fashion. Well, you know it has, and uh, you know I'm. I'm never far away. I still watch most weeks. I see what's going on. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, of course, we're all very close personal friends outside of this. And and so, uh, you know, I keep an eye on what you're doing. And, uh, well, I have to have something to, to figure out to complain about Dan. That's that's the way it goes. And so you see how it is. I come on in when he's out. If Dan was here, we, I'd speak well, we, the devil. <laughs> we we know you really uh, – we know you're really just watching the show so that you can watch for Ryan in the comments. Yeah, well, it's true. Uh, Ryan Hill, the you know, I, the man I love to hate. Uh, he's always got something to say about Joey Logano. He, I mean, he'll shoehorn Logano in when it's a twenty-fifth place finish. I mean, it's ridiculous. It really is. Speak but, of uh, uh, speak of the devil, and he appears. Uh, Ryan, he's saying, "How's it going? It's uh, it's going good. We're uh, we're glad to have everybody here." Uh, Noah Deal, he commented, said, bad luck, Blaney strikes again, pit road woes, cost him a top three finish. Mm-hmm. It really did. I was getting a little worried about uh, MTJ with the, with the 12 car looming, but uh, and even a little bit with Ryan Hill's 22 car there at the end, but uh, he was able to hold on. Uh, Ryan, I'm sure uh, – well, you know what, Ryan? I want you to know that I am uh, currently – I'm going to formally petition NASCAR to move all races to Monday – uh, because I think that just makes everybody happier. I mean, when's the, I mean, in all fairness, Ryan, when's the last time you saw Joey Logano get a second place finish? That I mean, that does a damn. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, I'm on it. Shoot, <laughs> that is I a mean, good point. I mean, we're we're going for. I mean, I, I get you're going for wins here, but you know, take what we give you. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with P2, really. I mean, yeah, you like dubs, but P2 is a it's it's a solid day at the office, no question about that. Uh, you had a you had a driver there, Logan. Uh, I believe get a what P12, P14, P11, back to back P11s for the 43 Legacy Motor Club. Back to back P11s is ironic as that is. Both some positive momentum and uh, positive momentum. A lot of top 15s getting rolling off. I'm I'm really happy about that. Um, I wasn't so thrilled about Kevin Harvick's finish for some reason. Um, yeah, I see Ryan used the old the old uh, Dale Dale Senior quote there. <laughs> P two is the first loser. Yeah, it, it is. But I mean, hey, you can't win them all, right? Uh, amen I mean, to that. And if you're Kevin Harvick, you can't win any of them. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, how many wins do the uh, LMC drivers have combined, not including Mr. Part-time Jimmy Johnson? Like what? Four? I, no, so. three. 
Sorry, sorry. I just, I just. I, I'm Don't poke the bear, Logan. <laughs> Mister, Mister Dan Foster said he'll see y'all uh, see us next week. Uh, oh, he, or, he, he's, are you, well, he's already ducking out here. He's, well, hopefully he's you know he's taking a screenshot and he wants to look at this fine fine mug. He mentioned something about a 32 ounce tomahawk and and that sounded pretty good to be honest. Last uh, time Joey Logano finished second was this year at Martinsville, so it's been a little bit. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> It, it, it has been a little while. I, I do think uh, he did get a win earlier with uh, earlier in the year at Atlanta. So yeah, he got he's it locked. He's, he's still going to be a threat for the playoffs. Um, well, the but, uh, the Penske slump's real. I mean, the Penske slump's real, and then about this time they start figuring something out, and then all of a sudden they're off and running. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, but yeah, Lagana's always dangerous as long as he's alive. Hey Ryan, if you if you're ever looking for anything, uh, and both of these gentlemen here can can quote me on it, um, nobody else had Logano in their final four, at least on this panel last year, and then we had, uh, and and then I was the only one that put him as the championship winner. So yeah, but that's just because I don't like him. Nobody nobody likes a bragger, Justin. It's your humility that I love the most. Look, this is you got to get a, a friendly dose of it. It's you know you we don't get these opportunities as much anymore. So, well, we gotta, at least being recorded live, and that's probably good for both our careers. To be honest, we've said some things. See, Justin, you were talking at the beginning of the episode about how about the oppressive Mississippi heat. You may want to step outside and see if it froze over because we got Logan on the show. <laughs> Well, you know, I've I've never been necessarily. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm prone to make some last minute uh, crazy calls. Um, you know, it, it's it's not something that I'm necessarily uh, necessarily uh, unfamiliar with. If uh, you no know. matter what, I'm going to go down as the second most shocking uh, return return or debut of all time. <laughs> and, uh, I could. It wouldn't matter what I could say. The worst career-ending thing, and there's nothing I could do that could top uh, no a certain somebody popping on this show. No, <laughs> no. Look, From, I was not there that evening, but uh, y'all were, uh, as they would say, shooketh. Yeah, I do believe we have a former producer that actually used that exact term, oh, <laughs> that yeah. that terminology there. Noah commented, said, I give Logan credit. He's definitely loyal to the LMC crew. Uh, No doubt about it. All right. Every day I wake up thinking about it. You know, I wake up, get something to eat. And then I think about, boy, I hope Legacy Motor Club's having a good day at the shop. You know, I hope I can. uh, One of these days I'll be texting pals with a member of the crew and I can get an update on, on the day today. That's the hope. I enjoy the the fact that you have your priorities lined up. That even as much of an LMC guy as you are, you've got food prioritized first. And but look, you don't uh, you don't get to, you don't get this size without knowing you're right around a plate, folks. There's just no <laughs> doubt about that. I'm a handsome man, but I would be a I'd be a flat out stone cold killer if I didn't wear this fat suit 24 seven. You can bank <laughs> on that. Listen, Ryan, I'm just gonna uh, say you're talking about food, and I'm literally. Quietly munching on a plate of pizza rolls. What are, what are those? Uh, pepperoni combination? Oh, yeah. Pepperoni. Oh, yeah, I got you, brother. Yeah. Ryan says, uh, Ryan says Logan's a, uh, loyal at watching the 42 run into the wall each week. Yeah, we were talking about that a little earlier, too. Look. Look, there's no doubt that it's been a it's been a, a less than ideal season for Legacy Motor Club. But I'll tell you what, Ryan, for you to kick a man while he's down is just disgraceful. I mean, you just disgraceful we don't talk about the fact that that joy logano's got more last place finishes than he's got wins we don't touch on that that would be unnecessary to talk about he already knows he's well aware look that's just unnecessary as far as i'm concerned look noah gregson is a, is a rookie this is a learning process folks we're gonna we're gonna give him a chance to 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 see how it all pans out Frankly, it would be good for the sport if he was a solid driver and in the top 10, top 15 of a week because his personality is is lovable. Sure. His Xfinity personality was lovable. He's a bit of a goofball, no doubt about it, and sometimes he goes a little too far in that. But there is a certain endearing quality about him, unlike Ryan. Unlike Ryan, there's a certain endearing quality about him. <laughs> oh. 
All right. Well, gentlemen, we've got a, a great show planned for you. We're going to talk about everything that went down at New Hampshire. We've also got some stories to talk about uh, from uh, this past week. Uh, we're going to have a little uh, session of feel goods or flats, and we're going to have uh, some pre-race, uh, some previews for the Tricky Triangle in, uh, in Pocono this upcoming weekend. So, we're getting down to crunch time, gentlemen. It's uh, do you want to be in? Do you want to have a shot at this title, or are you just going to be on the outside looking in? And that's some some questions we're going to have to answer here pretty soon. And there are some pretty notable names that are that are underneath that cut line, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on tonight. First off, let's get into uh, we get uh, let us get into uh, our race review segment and this is where i uh don't have any help so i'm having to do all this uh producer stuff myself i recognize that little uh that little you cut in there look i don't you know technically i don't pay anybody but i i probably should start paying zach a little bit uh zach williams i wouldn't pay zach bell a dime although he did do a pretty good job hosting last week um, but I probably should pay Zach Williams because it's not until I have to do this producing stuff myself that I realize how difficult it truly is. So, uh, so thankful to the producers that have been on this show, both Peyton and Zach. <laughs> um, but anyway, gentlemen, we had, uh, two races in, uh, three days, uh, at New Hampshire. It was supposed to be two, but, uh, we had two races, both the NASCAR Cup Series and Xfinity Series traveled to New Hampshire, uh, finally getting away from the Southern Heat, although it seems to be uh, following them at least a little bit, and accompanying them is rain. Um, and that we'll talk about that with the Cup race here. We're going to start with our Cup race review, and, uh, well, it was – Sunday was – Totally ruled out by rain. It was an early call for NASCAR to, to call off this New Hampshire race. Um, Logan, I know you were out of town uh, Sunday. Were you like trying to do some rain dances or something on Sunday? Just to I did, in fact, pray to God, and you know, because I've missed. Uh, I've had two big music festivals I've attended this year, uh, both in the uh, state of Ohio. And each time I, I hoped and prayed for a little bit of rain, and I got it. Well, first was the Coke 600, as you know, was rained out and moved to Monday. And then uh, this was the second one, and I'll be doggone if I wasn't the luckiest mother lover that you've ever seen. Uh, yeah, look, it was an early call. Look, at the end of the day, NASCAR, uh, I think, did right by the early call because the, the, it was unlikely to get a window in. And, you know, you never say never. Uh, as far as weather goes, it can change on a dime. I'm talking to two gentlemen that understand that more than most. And so, but the uh, it was unlikely to get a window to even get halfway. And so it's one of those things. Why keep everybody there and have the TV crew soaked and the drivers are soaked and more, most importantly, the fans are soaked when we can make a relatively early call. You go back to the hotel, you stay dry, and then we get the full length of, of the uh, of the 301 today. I thought they did the right thing, and I, and that truly, all jokes aside, has nothing to do with the fact that I was out of town. If You guys know I love watching racing on race day. I believe that it should be a biblical law to run on Sundays. But uh, but at the end of the day, you, you could, you know, it's like Denny Hamlin told Chicago. We can't control, you know, we're not God. We can't control the weather, something along those lines with that tweet. That's And that's just the way it's going, unfortunately. The early, the early forecast for Pocono looks good, though, so let's keep it positive. Yeah, you were talking about uh, biblical, and yeah, you think it should be a biblical law that the races are done on Sunday, and they got a biblical amount of rain on Sunday. That was that was just a deluge. Yeah, I heard. I heard Gregson was looking at an ark. I mean, just given his name, it was it was it was a, it was a quick thought. Uh, well, look, we're you, Logan. <laughs> We're going to, uh, never far away, but I mean, I mean, I, I can't ever, uh, I can't necessarily say I'm, I'm opposed to it, especially if these Monday races continually get NTJ wins. Um, 
Yeah. I'll be completely honest with you, Logan. I, I think we're going to see some rain uh, this Sunday at Pocono. I just... Well, you would know better than I, but my it, simple Google search earlier said no. But it, it's looking it's, uh, out. It, it's looking pretty stormy to me, if you ask me. That's uh, it, it you're talking. Like gonna... You're talking about the upper. You're, you're talking about like in between the Midwest and the Northeast in the middle of July. It is way too far out to predict the weather. They don't know what it's going to do tomorrow. They weren't calling for me to get storms today, but yet here I am. It, it, it's raining to be the band in my house right now, folks. Let me tell you, it's, <laughs> it's raining, ladies and gentlemen. It's raining. Oh, yeah, it's been coming down. We had a uh, – it was – as far as the race is concerned for the Cup Series, it was pretty much a, uh, a Martin Truex Jr. dominated when uh, Logan, you and I were talking about this earlier. Um it, Truex that never win close races, does he? It's, I mean, uh, no one stinks up a show better than Martin Truex Jr. I, but I will say this: I will say this. Uh, yes, he dominated as he always does when he wins. I mean, it's thirty-four big ones, folks, and I mean, it's wins. It's 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 like he's doing a Richard Petty impression. But I will say this: the action outside of the lead was uh was it was really really interesting there was some great racing all day long Truex was just that that much better and he showed that every time they had a restart because it, uh it would be hardly a lap and he'd have a half a second lead over somebody so hats off to to uh james small and Truex because they figured out something something's clicking in a big way but but when on the surface on the first layer of the epidermis that does this race we're going to say another snoozer, but it really wasn't. There was a ton of good action throughout the field. Yeah, it, it was a pretty interesting race, um, especially there towards the end. People started to get a little impatient with uh, with their moves. And and as a fan of Truex, seeing him in the lead and watching all that happen, I was, man, I thought Bubba Wallace was about to ruin it for me. He was getting into it there with Austin Dillon. Uh, I was a little concerned about that but it was it was some some good hard action uh and it even did have i mean larson and logano uh to their respect gave truex all he had there at the end and even blaney uh on that last run so you know we we talk about it truex i i mean it's i think he's got a direct line to nick saban because it, it kind of looks like alabama right after they've lost um that's that's how mtj's wins seem to seem to go uh, Ryan Hill, you know, I have to agree with you. I, th the best part of the day was watching Chase struggle. Um, and Zach Williams, since he's not here, I'm allowed to say that, uh, that I agree with Ryan on that. I just, <laughs> um, it, it's always a perfect day for me when, when Truex gets a dominant performance and wins the race and then Chase Elliott has some struggles. Um, but ultimately, uh, it was a pretty entertaining race here in New Hampshire. Let's talk about the playoff implications that this had. Um, just when you thought the playoff uh, cut line couldn't get any tighter, it did. Um, and we're going to talk about that here. Um, the playoff standings for the Cup Series is going to be scrolling along the bottom of your screen. Uh, William Byron still holds the uh, the top spot uh, with four wins. However, uh, Truex, uh, if he stays in the spot that he is in after retaking the championship points lead, uh, would be ahead by one point as far as playoff points are concerned. Uh, but let's look at the uh, the end here. Harvick looking in a pretty good spot right now, Mike. 137 to the good. Uh, Keselowski, Keselowski and Busher, I feel pretty confident about them at this point. Uh, maybe not if we start getting some more winners, but how about it? I mean, we've got Bubba Wallace, two to the good. Michael McDowell, one to the good. Daniel Suarez, one point out. And then we've got a couple other drivers that are a handful out. Almondinger, 20 uh, out. So, I mean, it's getting pretty tight mike what do you think about uh about michael mcdowell i mean he we're looking at a point yeah. where mcdowell has a chance to point his way in especially with a couple of road courses and a super speedway coming up i think he's gonna have a pretty good shot at doing it 
I'd still like to see him get a win if possible, but I think he's got a good shot to make it on that. Um, the only There's only two real drivers behind him as far as points go that worry me. Actually, really three, and it's the next three. It's Suarez, Almondinger, and Gibbs. Bowman scares me a little bit, but yeah, I think he'll get in. So is that kind of where you're drawing your cut line for point and must win, Mike? Or are you kind of putting it at that kind of Bowman, Justin Haley mark? As yeah, as, I think you know, anybody. Let me. I'm looking at it real quick. Just looking at the difference. Realistically, I would say anyone below Justin Haley must win. And Haley's even iffy. I mean, he's only 36 points or 46 points out. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think he's got a, he could point his way in, but below that, I think everybody's got to win. Logan, I, I got to put this to you and, and I'm going to get into this comment here with Noah uh, saying that Chase will win at Daytona, uh, unfortunately, and make a miraculous run in the playoffs. I don't count out Chase Elliott anywhere necessarily, but I don't know if I like the idea of Chase having to go into Daytona and winning. Uh, but I, I want to pose this question to you, Logan. Are we looking at a playoff scenario where at least one, if not two, Hendrick Motorsports drivers misses the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I think that's a very realistic possibility. Uh, Bowman is going in the wrong direction for sure. Um, Chase, his back is up against it, and he might have, uh, he very well may have cemented the fact that he must win to get in with today's, I believe he finished 12th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, could be wrong on that. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a very realistic possibility. Bowman's going in the wrong direction. And, frankly, it, it comes down to what who, the two guys we're talking about, fellas, are guys that have missed a fair amount of time this season, so you haven't had the time to just kind of get it clicking. You know, I know that uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, but it's the last thing you want in NASCAR and, frankly, most sports because it's just amazing how these guys get on the run, and it feels like Bowman and Chase have been up against it all year long, and they haven't, you know, you can't put your finger on it, but there's just something about it that they just don't feel the same. They don't feel like they're capable of, going out and winning every week. Don't get me wrong. Can they run top five, top ten? Yes. But right now, if they were to win next week, I think you would call it a minor upset in terms of winning. And so that and that's shocking when you consider this is Hendrick Motorsports. They're three wins away from 300 career wins as a team. And so I, I do. Something just feels a little off. I don't know why that is. I But my guess is, you know, Chase has had the injury. He got suspended. He might even still be getting kind of used to the car again with his, you know, with his injury. Uh, kind of Alex Bowman, same thing. I think it's a very realistic possibility. I, th there's no way both gets in, and I'm starting to think uh, both of them don't get in. Uh, Elliot, a, oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> no, go ahead, Mike. You're good. Um, Elliot did finish 12th today, and after today he is 60 points mm. out of that final spot. Like, you got six races left until the playoffs begin. That's an awful lot of points to make up. I mean, you got to, you're talking, he's got to make up at least 10 points per race on Michael McDowell as of right now to get in. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing. Like it's not, it's not even fully contingent on you anymore. It's, it's, you need, you need guys in front of you to kind of fall in their face. And while that is possible, the math is there. That's a lot to root for, and that's a lot to hope for. And, um, you know, can he win at Daytona? Uh, absolutely he can win at Daytona. We've seen his success at Talladega. He has a second-place finish at the Daytona 500. Uh, so, yeah, he can win at Daytona, but his best shot is road courses. His best shot is road courses. You don't want to go into Daytona with a must-win because there's plenty of people that can sneak up and get it done there. Justin Haley, as Mike was talking about, of course, Austin Dillon feels like he's due to sneak up and do one of those vintage Dillon uh, wins when you don't see it coming. You do not want to go into Daytona with a must win because the odds are not in your favor. This is not the Hunger Games as far as Chase Elliott's concerned. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, show racer. He was on the show last week helping uh, helping Zachary Bell host. Uh, he said after today, my prediction from last week's show has dwindled down to a must win uh, for Chase uh, Logan. I want to point out uh, something that you said on on your uh, on your description there. Um, when we had Christian Rose back on the uh, uh, show um, a few weeks ago, you know he, he talked about we one of the things that we talked about was with the trucks and the Arca racing. Um, you know, there are times where their schedule will miss a month or so. Uh, you know, they'll go three, you know, two, three, four weeks in between races. And uh, one of the things that he mentioned is that, you know, you have to be in the sim. You have to be practicing, running races, doing something to help keep you keen and focused and able to be 100%. Um, and to kind of point that what to go to what you were saying there, Logan, Chase Elliott and Alex Bowen being out of the seat, you know, even for a short amount of time, maybe that's, that's really affected that. Uh, now I don't know what kind of sim time they were able to do. I know Chase Elliott had the broken leg. Um, so, you know, certainly it's going to hinder you a little bit. Um, and that's going to be tough. I really think Hendrick is going to, is getting into a position where they're going to have to start, thinking about putting all your eggs into the 24 and the five team this year. And I think that's something that Hendrick's not entirely used to. I think they're used to having all four teams at least make the playoffs, but, and we're just talking about pointing your way in as it sits right now. I mean, you imagine if you get two more winners, you know, say, say we get an Almondinger road course win, say we get a McDowell road course win. That playoff point, you can forget about point. If those two uh, knock Wallace and Suarez uh, out, you can forget about pointing your way in for anybody at this point because Busher's sitting 97 points above the cut line. If you get two more winners, that's where that cut line goes to. So I think you're you're looking at a potential, and that's something we could see. We could see Austin Dillon at Daytona. We could see Michael McDowell or A.J. Allmendinger at Watkins Glen. We could see Chase Briscoe at Indy Road Course. You know, there are opportunities for drivers. Eric Almarola, he showed some really good signs uh, at Richmond earlier in the year. Um, so, I mean, there are opportunities out there for drivers who are beneath that cut line that we're not even talking about uh, to win. And I think, you know, like I said, you get two more winners and we can just forget the point situation. We can just start putting everybody as a must win. So uh, unless you're already sitting above that cut line anyway. <clears throat> but I think, uh, you know, it's certainly going to be interesting to see how not only Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman, because those are the two biggest names, but. I mean, other names. I mean, Suarez, he was able to get the win at Sonoma last year. I mean, he's looking at potentially not making it. Bubba Wallace is looking for his first uh, playoff berth. You know, that's a big deal for him. We've got guys like A.J. Allmendinger, Michael McDowell. Chase Briscoe nearly made it to the Final Four. Now he's sitting way out of, you know, due to his uh, penalty. So, certainly interesting to, to look at. Um, we kind of already talked about this uh, a little bit, talking about the rain on Sunday, but I, I want to, uh, to get Mike, I already know what your answer is going to be on here, but I'm going to go to you first. Uh, <clears throat> there are a few tracks on the NASCAR schedule that do not have lights, uh, for a potential night race. And I don't necessarily think that even this particular race at New Hampshire, even if it had lights, I don't think we could have run it anyway because of all the water they got put down. But we've talked about Talladega and how much it would cost to put lights at a track like that. But what about New Hampshire? New Hampshire is only a one mile track. Um, it's a shorter track and we've already had incidents where we've, we've had to shorten a race uh, in 2021 due to uh due to light uh lack of daylight should nascar uh consider putting lights at new hampshire 
Um, well, it's actually not really up to NASCAR at this point because um after after the 2012 Sylvania 300, Bruton Smith stated he wants to install permanent lighting at the speedway just like the other SMI ovals. However, Bob Bear signed a legal agreement with the town of Loudon and several neighboring towns when the track opened that nighttime races were prohibited. So it's not even really uh, up to NASCAR or any. It, the only people it'd be up to would be the towns of the town of Loudon and the neighboring towns if they wanted to agree to it. That's true. That's a uh, so that's they a really can there. So I'd love for them to. Don't get me wrong. I think every single track should have lights because. I, I would absolutely love to see a night race at Talladega like that. That's like bucket list le level stuff right there. But yeah. Can we go back to the, to the 2015 like Daytona night race where it ended at like one in the morning, please. Like, uh, that was like, amazing. Just, like who cares about staying up late? Who cares about, going to work the next morning like we're, we're here to watch some racing as far as i know there are two tracks that don't have lights that can't it's new hampshire and i believe dover there's an air force base nearby and the uh government prohibits them from installing lights because it would inhibit operations oh well come on now dover let's let's you, you're already here for the flyover let's i mean right like just put some lights in so they gotta go a little higher what's the big deal anyways um so the cup race we're gonna go ahead and get into uh to our next race review here the cup race was not the only uh race we had uh and this one the xfinity series actually got the race on time uh being saturday and uh john hunter nemechek uh pretty handily won that one as well um did not sweep the stages like Truex did in the Cup Series, but uh, I gotta ask. We're talking about playoffs. Uh, you know, we gotta talk Xfinity playoffs too. Has John Hunter Nemechek, Logan? I'll go to you on this one. Has John Hunter Nemechek emerged as the championship favorite with two back-to-back -back wins here? You know, at, at at present moment, that way I give myself some nice plausible deniability. Uh, at present moment, absolutely, hundred percent. I think he's without question the favorite right now. Uh, because there hasn't been a, a very dominant Xfinity driver. We all had high expectations for Cole Custer. And while he's had a good season, we thought he would pretty much uh, dominate. And that has not happened. Um, he has improved greatly over the last month or so, especially, but still not quite what we thought we would see. You know, Sheldon Creed is, is another solid name, but yeah, absolutely. I think without question right now, John Hunter Nemechek looks head and shoulders above the field. Yeah, I'd, I would I'd say so on on that. It's uh, <clears throat> it's looking pretty good for the driver of the twenty. Austin Hill looked so good at the beginning of the season, and then uh, to have, I think he's Austin Hill has run really well, uh, and I think Austin Hill was certainly the favorite to win uh, at Atlanta, but ultimately circumstances kept him out of that spot, and. Uh, I think I think you're right. I think it's emerged that John Hunter is the uh, the championship favorite. Uh, not to mention, I mean, New Hampshire is probably the closest track that will run to the championship race in Phoenix. Um, besides running Phoenix itself earlier in the year, so I mean, I think you're looking at something like that. You're looking at guys like John Hunter that's going to be, you know, that's going to be winning here at New Hampshire. Um, you know, guys that won earlier at Phoenix, you know, on the cup side, William Byron being able to, you know, being able to run well at Phoenix. Kyle Larson ran well at Phoenix. Uh, those two were able to separate themselves. So this is where you really start to look. And I think New Hampshire is kind of that last really good moment for teams to go, okay, what do we have for Phoenix, presuming we make it there uh, to fight for a championship? No question about it. Um, you know, it, it is. It's one of those things. The the other two guys you got to think about are, are you know, Custer and Algar, and they both have experience, right? Uh, Algar has been in the Xfinity Series since essentially we were all biting ankles. 
and and Custer, of course, has been in the Cup Series, and you know he's done everything, and you can do in the Xfinity Series. So with that experience, they know not to panic. But but at the moment, it just feels like it's John Hunter's championship to lose again. Way too soon. That's not like an official prediction, but something just like with Martin Truex, something appears to be clicking with the John Hunter Joe Gibbs Racing team. The Xfinity Top 10 from New Hampshire scrolling across the bottom of your screen now. And uh, we had some multi-car incidents that happened in the Xfinity Series, one of which gave you some of the top 10 finishers that we're seeing here. Uh, Jeb Burton was able to finish 7th, Josh Williams in 8th, and then Mason Massey was able to get a top 10 finish as well. Um, So, uh, you know, Shell uh, commented uh, as well, JRM has slacked here lately. Uh, Allgaier, once again, is is the top runner there. You know, I I think Junior Motorsports is kind of the, um, obviously is kind of the Xfinity equivalent to Hendrick Motorsports. We're used to having all four of their drivers in, and we're looking at a potential where Brandon Jones does not make it. And I think a lot of us had high hopes for Brandon Jones. Um, You know, he's coming from Joe Gibbs. He's going to be in that nine car. You know, one of the – I mean, we just saw the nine car get, you know, nine wins last year in the Xfinity Series with Noah Gregson. Um, Good times for you, Mr. Low Kennedy. I know as a – knowing that he's going to be a future – LMC driver. We're hoping he can just get a, a sprinkle of that magic over in the 42. Um, we sure are. <clears throat> well, Brandon Jones is hoping that he can get a sprinkle of that magic in the nine car, and it's just not looking to be that way. Uh, he had a good qualifying effort, and then, you know, circumstances made it where he didn't get the result. And now he's looking at a tough situation here. He is, no question about it. Look, I still believe in, in Brandon Jones. I think we all know he's talented. Sometimes it just, you know, no one, the one thing we don't have in sports, uh, frankly, probably enough in life or any sport for that matter, is sometimes it takes a year or two of patience. Sometimes it takes a year or two of failing. Sometimes it takes a year or two of, of not, not doing as you would think to do. There's no greater example of that in NASCAR right now than RFK. Last year was not a good season anyway you slice it for RFK, and now they both firmly sit uh, in the playoffs as it stands right now. I mean, maybe Brandon Jones just needs a year to kind of struggle and figure it out And because when you learn to walk, you didn't just learn to walk. You fell down a whole lot. Some of us still do. Those of us are real palsy. How we doing? Um but you, you figure it out. And so I know that the sport does not breed patience. It is a win now or else. But I, I would like to give Brandon Jones another year before we kind of, you know, throw the book on him and, and say his, uh, his prospects have gone down the tubes. I think that's fair. Um, <clears throat> Brandon Jones, you know, he seemed to really click at JGR. Um you know, and Brandon Jones, he's been through a team swap before. He used to drive at RCR in the Xfinity Series before going to, to Joe Gibbs uh, and then ultimately now finding his way at Junior Motorsports. So it, it's possible, uh, but certainly I think those are the two drivers, uh, he and Cole Custer, certainly what I would consider to be the biggest surprises of the uh, of the Xfinity Series this season. I don't find it very surprising that Nemechek is, is dominating – uh, or is winning as much as he is. He's a talented driver and great equipment. Um, I'm not surprised by a lot of the drivers that are on the playoff grid for the Xfinity Series. Um, the one that surprises me the most uh, is Brandon Jones, uh, and of course, uh, and of course, we're uh, Cole Custer. I expected him to have a better season at this point. So. Uh, Peyton Moore said those are two big league hats right there. Uh, I I don't know if uh, that's look. She she's got good taste. She understands what she understands what big league looks like. She and 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 while you and I always look big league, I think we look even better in these hats. It's uh well you know I will say uh, to compare. Uh, the two of our hats, uh, your hat, sir, looks like a, a winning hat, and then mine actually is one. So, I, I appreciate the subtle shot there. That was nice. <laughs> that was a nice throw in. That's that's really, really not necessary, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. It's okay. 
I'm only, you know, I'm I'm now a guest on this show, and I see how your hospitality is. Well, you know, I I do come from the hospitality state. Yeah, I know, I know you do, but uh, that, that mudslinging there, buddy. Come on now, come on. Hey, we're we're all for it. We we love a little bit a uh, little bit of fun times around here. Absolutely. All right, we've got uh, that'll wrap up our race review segment, um, which appear to be getting longer and longer. That's uh, that's a uh, consider extending our show here uh, in the near future. It's it's my fault. I'm long winded. Hey, it, it's okay. It's all right. No, it, it's not just your fault because this this is not the only race we've uh, only episode we've had it. Um, let's get into, we've got a few news stories we got to talk about. So let's go ahead and get into our scuff stories segment here going into, uh, going into our <clears throat> next segment. Uh, it's been a pretty interesting week of stories. We've got a lot of, I guess, smaller news stories to talk about, but let's open it up with, uh, something interesting. Mr. Mike Daffner, uh, you might be a fan of uh, of drinking down a couple of Bush Lights in support of your favorite driver uh, right now. Uh, but in the future, uh, matter of fact, starting next year, you're going to have to be uh, chugging them down for Mr. Uh, Ross Chastain as one of the worst kept secrets uh, once again in NASCAR Bush Light. Uh, is going to sponsor Anheuser-Busch uh, announced they're going to sponsor Ross Chastain in 2024 and beyond. So, uh, some, that, watermelon, some watermelon flavored bush light might add, uh, might add just an extra nice little wrinkle <laughs> to it. Hey, I, I mean, I, I'm not a huge, uh, not a huge beer drinker myself, but a little watermelon flavor that, you know, I could maybe get behind it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I know Dan Foster. He's he's got a watermelon hat uh, around the house somewhere. So, um, speaking of uh, sponsors and speaking of uh, food and beverage here, uh, I know Logan. I, I know you and I both appreciate this very much. I, for one, uh, appreciate this next one. The Cup Richmond race has a uh, sponsor. It will be the Cookout Four Hundred. And let me tell you, as a college student, one of the best things about Starkville, Mississippi, is that nice cookout uh, right down there. It's a it's a nice cheap cheap area with some some good good food and uh, and it's open till like three a.m. I mean, like, well, I mean, yeah, you got to get the post bar rush. I mean, that's just how it is. It's even on the weeknight though. Like, I mean, you could go there on a Tuesday and. Yeah, like it. <laughs> no disrespect, but I mean, it's Mississippi, like during football season. Like, come on. Oh, it doesn't have to be football season. It's year round. We love it. There's not much, I've, no offense, but there's not much else to do on a weeknight in Mississippi. Well, you know, one of the things that COVID changes is the lack of restaurants that are open later. Uh, yeah. It, and so, I mean, Wendy's is just now going back to like 12 a.m. If you remember pre-COVID, uh, their slogan for years was open to 1 a.m. or later. And yep. now, now, now they're just going back to, to 12, uh, if you've seen the most recent commercials. Uh, it's not a Legacy Motor Club plug, but it works. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's always a Legacy Motor Club I, plug with you, Logan. That's that's fair, but that truly wasn't intentional. It's just so my brain to, to, to help them get over it. Yeah, it's just the way it is. I know the uh, – <clears throat> I, I don't know how it is for you uh, gentlemen up around the uh, Ohio area, but I know that down here in Mississippi, our Walmart used to be open 24 hours. You say. And uh, – Yep. That was uh, that was what to do on a Friday night right there. And Logan, as, and Logan can pack me up on it. There were only two in Columbus that closed earlier than that. And one of them closed at like still closes at like 9 p.m. because it is not where you want to be after 9 p.m. Ours is uh ours down here in uh my little part of Mississippi here. Ours is down uh still uh going to twelve uh, about midnight. That's when they close now. And uh, they've done that ever since COVID. Uh, speaking of sponsors for races, uh, the Pocono race this weekend, the Cup race, uh, has a sponsor, the HighPoint.com 400. Uh, so, you know, maybe a little 
you know, might be expecting Chase Briscoe to have a little bit of a performance. He was able to get a top 10 uh, in the cup race. So that he was saying that was a much needed top 10 for him. Uh, speaking of Pocono, uh, we have a few drivers who are going to be driving uh, in Pocono. Uh, Chase Elliott is going to drive the number 17 uh, Xfinity car at Pocono, which might be Chase Elliott's best chance to get a win here this season, uh, <laughs> yeah. the way his season's going. Took the words out of my mouth. Um, Caden Honeycutt is going to drive the number 44 truck for Nice Motorsports at Pocono. And Austin Hill has been announced to drive the number seven Spire truck at Pocono. Um, Austin Hill, he's a he's a truck series uh, veteran. Uh, be interesting to see what he can do down in the truck series um, for Spire in that seven truck. That'll be interesting. Uh, the country group Midland will uh, have a pre-race concert at the Bristol Night Race uh, a little bit later in the year. Uh, speaking of former Truck Series drivers that are currently RCR Xfinity drivers, Sheldon Creed will be making his cup debut at Kansas for Live Fast Motorsports in the number 78. Uh, and uh, just announced earlier, uh, right before the show went on air, actually, uh, Brody Kostecki, a, uh, a sports car driver, He's going to be making his cup debut driving the 33 RCR cup car at Indy road course. So uh, really cool for, for him. And uh, we have uh, this next piece of news is actually not a, uh, a piece for the, uh, for NASCAR. Uh, but I wanted to point it out um, because a lot of NASCAR fans also enjoyed the SRX racing series uh, the SRX race uh, that was supposed to be in Thunder Road this weekend uh, is being moved to Stafford. They're going to have two races back-to-back at Stafford for the SRX series uh, due to the uh, massive flooding event that's going on in the Vermont area. Uh, so our thoughts and prayers are with uh, the people affected by that. Um, so we're thinking about that, and that's uh, really cool that they were able for the SRX, they were able to work something out and get another race at Stafford. Um, so that'll be cool. And for our last piece of, uh, of news, uh, the NASCAR 2024 hall of fame nominees have been announced. Uh, we've got 10 for the modern era and then five for the pioneer ballot. Uh, let's start with our modern era. The two new driver, uh, two new, uh, names added to the uh, modern era ballot. Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss, uh Neil Bonnet, Tim Brewer, Jeff Burton, Carl Edwards, Harry Gant, Harry Hyde, Larry Phillips, and Ricky Rudd. Uh, a star-studded lineup. I'd put them all in the Hall of Fame if possible. Logan, I know you have kind of expressed maybe not so soon for a couple of them. But. Yeah, I just yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a little soon, but neither here nor there at this point. Um, I and it isn't that no one is deserving. It's that I, I think there should be a longer wait period, and uh, and just that's just my personal take on it. Um, I think if, if you're still a part time driver, it's weirder to put you in the Hall of Fame. I know that like WWE does it, but that's different because they don't even have a physical Hall of Fame, and it's not a traditional sport. So that's just my that's just my view on it. I know it's an unpopular take. Well, it's uh, now that we have uh, – uh, and Peyton Lore, uh, I have to say, uh, Logan, you may have a better insight on this. Uh, I don't know what Dave Moody said on Twitter about that. Right. So, uh, Logan, do you have uh, any idea on how to fill us in there? I, I do. I can paraphrase for you. Dave Moody uh, said that he was uh, upset, you know, shocked, upset, saddened that they decided to cancel the race at, uh, at, at Thunder. Uh, because of the flooding, because he said that he went to the track because he lives in that area. He lives in uh, Vermont, and the track looks ready to go. And he thinks the essentially again paraphrasing. He put out a long a long tweet that I can send to you guys later. Uh, but paraphrasing, he thinks that uh, the community needs that race for a little bit of normalcy during these difficult times. I do think he makes a good point. Um, if it was safe to do so, I think they should have. And if it was 
And if it would have took a couple of bending the rules to make it, it's safe to do so, I think they should have. He makes a great point about you need a little normalcy in this time of uh, destruction and sadness and just just difficult time. And, and I know you've been through it a little bit, Justin, with, with some personal things that have happened to you. And obviously down there in Mississippi, you're, you're right in the thick of you might get a tornado and all that sort of deal. So, yeah, I think he makes a good point. But to sum it up, he's disappointed because he thinks the community needed that sense of normalcy for that one evening. Well, and I, I can understand that point. And certainly, you know, especially when weather, you know, comes into play, uh, nobody knows your area better than than the ones who live there, right? You know, um, you know Ohio gets tornadoes. Uh, you know, places in Kansas get tornadoes. And, you know, places all over the country get tornadoes, but nobody knows Mississippi tornadoes like Mississippians, right. Um, and how it affects certain communities. And I'm sure the same uh, can be said for Vermont with the flooding, you know, places all over the country get flooding uh, from time to time, but you know, nobody knows that community better than someone who lives there. Um, so I, I think it's, you know, I think there's a good point there. Um, but I think it's sometimes sometimes it's just best to, you know, hey, we've got a serious situation going on here. You know, Stafford isn't too terribly far from Vermont, so maybe some folks could, you know, could come out and enjoy the race anyway. I know it's a little bit of a longer drive, uh, you know, but – you know, certainly not what some people were expecting. It should be noted that he did say he knows that SRX made the call with the best of intentions. He mm -hmm. just thinks that given uh, the situation and given the fact that he lives in the community and uh, sees firsthand what they're going through and apparently the track is okay, uh, that it was a bad call. Yeah, uh, and certainly so. Um, you know, again, people, you know, nobody knows your area better than better than you do and the people that live in it. So. Uh, you know, it's an interesting take, um, but nonetheless, you know, that's it is what it is. Uh, and hopefully we can find, you know, people in that area can still find a way to make their way out to it and have some have a good time anyway. Um, <clears throat> our last piece of news, the Pioneer uh, ballot for the uh, Hall of Fame. A uh, new driver added to that, Donnie Allison, uh, part of the famed Allison family, uh, Sam Ard, A.J. Foyt. Banjo Matthews uh, and Ralph Moody uh, joining him on that list. So uh, definitely some pretty big names uh, to consider going into the Hall of Fame here in 2024. The voting is open for the fan vote. You can vote uh, for the fan vote yourself, and we'll see the uh, nominees here pretty soon. We'll, uh, or we're going to see the, uh, the selections pretty soon. Um. Well, gentlemen, it's time for us to uh, to preview Pocono here, the Tricky Triangle, and it's time to get some race picks uh, for all three series. We've got the Cup, Xfinity, and Truck Series all going uh, to Pocono this weekend. And like I said, it's crunch time. It's time to it's time to start winding down this the regular season. And it's if you want to spot the playoffs, it's time to go get one. Uh, Logan, since you're our guest, I'll start with you. Uh, why don't you uh, give us your picks, your Cup, Xfinity, and Truck uh, for the uh, for Pocono this weekend? Uh, for the Trucks, I'll go Zane Smith, who I think is the championship favorite in that series, in my opinion. No disrespect to Corey Heim and others. Uh, for the Xfinity series, a uh, little, little tougher to call, a little tougher to call. I don't think that 17 uh, gets the dub. They can't seem to find a way to win in that car for some reason. Um, and I don't think that John Hunter Nemechek gets it done. So with that, I think that, uh, let's go with the, the experience better. Why not Justin Allgaier on, on Saturday, getting it done at the tricky triangle and on Sunday, you know, it's it, the thing about Pocono, right. And, and should say this for all three races is if you got a lot of green flags, gas mileage and brakes are going to, going to become an issue, uh, so that's that's a big big deal as far as Pocono goes. Now that isn't quite as paramount as it was with with stage racing, but if you get a long green flag run, fuel mileage is going to be big um, in this in this race. And again, brakes can 
can certainly give way at Pocono. We've seen it. We saw it with Bubba Wallace a few years ago and then Jeff Gordon several years ago. So uh, I hope everybody stays safe on that front as brake rotors seem to be an issue on certain tracks for this car. But anywho, uh, long-winded answer to say, I'm going to take Brad Kay in a bit of an upset and getting it done at Pocono. Uh, I think he, I, I think he's got the right amount of momentum. We know RFK is close. I think they get it done somehow, some way this Sunday. Interesting picks. I, I can't say I totally disagree. Uh, certainly some, some great, uh, uh, some great reasoning behind it. Mr. Mike Daphner, I know you've been looking over the stats. Uh, you've been, I can see your, your the wheels turning in your head. What do you say uh, for Pocono this weekend? Well, in trucks, I'm going to have to go with Johnny Sauter. He's just got had a pretty decent career there. And then uh, Xfinity, I got to go with Allgaier. I think he's finally going to get it done this week. And then I feel like Logan was looking at some stats because it feels like he's just stealing my picks here, but I also got to go with Brad K. Like he just like his, I mean, in his career at, um, at Pocono, he's run 25 races. He's been running at the finish for 24 of them. He's got an average finish of 10.7 and out of 25 races, he's got, 15 top tens like that's more often than not he's a he's in the contendership to win there yeah that's a uh that's a possibility there um <clears throat> i'm gonna go for the uh for the truck series i'm gonna say uh austin hill uh actually does get the win and the uh spire number seven um, I think, uh, the Xfinity series, I do think Chase Elliott's going to get it done, uh, in the Xfinity series. <clears throat> so I think we're going to have two drivers, uh, in the respective lower series that get wins that do not count towards the playoffs. And then for the cup series, I'm going to go with another Ford driver, uh, but I'm going to go with one who already has a win and Peyton Laura, if you're still watching, you're going to like this one. I'm going to say Ryan Blaney uh, goes back to the site of his first ever career win, and I'm going to say he gets his second win of the season. Um, so I think uh, he's going to get it done and put himself uh, kind of as the uh, the flagship driver of the Penske program and perhaps the Ford program this season. So that's my picks. Um, and that will do it for us uh, just about here. Uh, Peyton, I knew she'd be happy about that. Uh, Shell uh, agrees with uh, with Justin Allgaier getting the Xfinity win, and Brad K will get a win this season. It, it's definitely looking like it. He's on the uptrend uh, mm -hmm. with RFK, and uh, Ryan does not like my uh, I comment about Ryan Blaney being the flagship of of Penske at the moment. Mm -hmm. if, he, if he gets another win, it, it, it's, it, it very well may be the case. So. <laughs> um. But anyway, um, a quick fantasy update for those of you who are following. I don't have it pulled up at the moment, but um, Ryan was able to get a win at New Hampshire, uh, and they have not updated the overall points yet, but congratulations to Ryan on his win at New Hampshire in the NASCAR Fantasy Live. Um, if you want to, uh, to join us for the NASCAR Fantasy Live, go to this uh, link down below. It's not too late. Uh, you can still play with us. Uh, and of course you can be in the league set up for 2024 whenever we, uh, we set that up as well. <clears throat> so yeah, we, uh, we're looking forward to it. And, uh, Ryan said he's trying to climb the ladder. He joined late and, uh, and he's going to, uh, he's already looking to pass some of us. Um, we got to step it up, Mike. We got to start representing. Uh, it would better. help if I would remember to make picks. I have had that, SPG yeah. in my lineup for three weeks straight. I mean, that doesn't well, help. Uh, well, you know, you run another fantasy league. I was expecting, you know, yeah. like you to be able to remember to make picks because you keep reminding us to make picks in the other leagues. So. Yeah, that that's why I can't remember to make picks because I have to spend all my brain power watching you guys and make sure you guys make picks. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Logan, uh, I know it was kind of a, a last-minute call to get you on here, but we appreciate you joining us. 
Uh, it's been fun as always having you on. Uh, for those who would like to see Logan more often, be sure to check him out on the Racing Refresh Happy Hour on Wednesdays. Uh, and uh, you might be able to find an article or two floating around there, right? Oh uh, yeah, I would be remiss if I didn't didn't uh, didn't plug the quote unquote home team these days. Yeah, go to go to racingrefresh.com and check out some of my articles. I greatly appreciate that. You can support both of us, folks. Uh, yes, check out the Racing Refresh Happy Hour where Adam, Colin, and I uh, break down news and and say say great things about Joy Logano and Kevin Harvick and Martin Trux Jr. and make sure that that they know that they're loved and valued. Uh, but thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm glad to be considered. It was a uh, short notice and a quick call, but I was glad to do it. And it's uh, good to be back here uh, with the Scuffs crew. Um, while I might not be an official member anymore, I'm at, at the very least a close cousin. So uh, I, I love all you. I love this whole team. And I'm always watching and still rooting for you guys. And, and I know that you, you'll go far. I, I guarantee that. Always the uh, always got to say I'm at the family reunion kind of kind of deals um mike do you have any uh closing comments for us here tonight well i'm just happy to happy to be here had a rough last couple of weeks and wasn't able to make it onto the show so been a while since y'all heard this race hail praise dale and we're glad that we're not hearing that in uh in the pitch black of your uh yeah of your apartment with the storms rolling through uh as always it's been a great uh show we look forward to uh coming back here next week and uh, as always be sure to like uh comment subscribe continue telling us your thoughts about this weekend's race in pocono and uh obviously our racing this weekend in new hampshire so we appreciate all of you for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week on running on scuffs <laughs>